Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Champions of Wonder podcast. Today, we are talking about the Netflix original documentary called Seaspiracy. When it comes to choices and decisions, the ones that we make with more intention will help us create the world that we want to live in. So we talk about here on this podcast, how can we take lessons from everything that exists around us through conversations and entertainment and just living life and create those lessons into a foundation to create the world that we want to live in. Seaspiracy is a documentary that is very similar to Cowspiracy, and many people have watched it since its release, and I want to go into a little bit more detail about why it matters and what we can learn from it and take into our own lives, not just regarding what happened within the industry of marine animal agriculture, but what we can do about information that we receive constantly. Seaspiracy talks about marine animal agriculture, where Cowspiracy talked about land animal agriculture. And the big difference between land animal and marine animal agriculture is how the animals are produced and how they are cultivated. In land animal agriculture, the animals are most often bred into existence and then killed within a few months. But a lot of times within marine animal agriculture, animals are just pulled and dragged out of the ocean, though aquaculture, which would be the most similar to land animal agriculture, does exist. And the conditions of both are pretty horrendous for land animal and marine animals. The way that they keep the animals is usually very compact. A lot of time diseases are prevalent and exposed to the animals and a lot of antibiotics are fed within both those land animal agriculture, marine animal agriculture, which is also known as aquaculture. But the marine and fishing industry exists with a lot of bycatch. It exists with a lot of plastic. And that is really what Seaspiracy went into is all the different ways that we can interact with what is going on with the planet in regards to climate change when we decide to eat from the ocean and when we decide to eat marine animals. One of the big things that they went into was just as Cowspiracy started, they went to a lot of organizations that are meant to protect the ocean and the animals that live within them and to ensure that certain types of fish, the way that they're cultivated from the ocean, don't harm other animals. But throughout the documentary, we quickly learn that it is very difficult on the open seas to be able to keep track of that. We don't really know where the animals are coming from, who's being impacted, and who is being forced to work on these ships. They went into how a lot of human trafficking victims, or a good deal of them, can end up on these ships, and a lot of the people who work on the fishing industry ships are trafficked into that industry, and... A lot of these times, they are people that are nameless and they are the people who are just never heard from again. They're either thrown overboard or there is a very big issue regarding human rights along with animal rights. And a lot of other issues became very prevalent when they went to certain areas in the world. The locals who depended on those fishing sources for food no longer had them and then they had to turn to going inland to hunting other types of animals which created other sorts of diseases being spread. So it is a very interesting documentary, goes into a great deal of detail of what is going on and what can we really 
understand about the world that we have not been told about. And so that's a little bit of a breakdown of what happened within the documentary. But I want to talk about some lessons about life, about food that we can learn through this documentary and not necessarily go into any more specific details. You can check out the documentary. It's on Netflix. And one of the biggest things that we can take away from this is to really be cautious about where we are getting information from. Whether you are hearing information from a video, from a documentary, from the news, really be vigilant about who is telling you this and what they could possibly get out of you by telling you what it is that you want to hear. If you are buying a certain product and they say it's cruelty-free, it is something that is not harming people, it's ethical, they are saying that they're transparent, what out of their marketing to you are they getting out of? Are you going to buy their product if they tell you, well, there was no dolphins killed in this product? If that is, how honest is their claims? How can they be honest? How can they be truthful in what they're saying? Is there actual transparency within their system? Can you actually see where do these boats go? Where are the clothes made? Where are these different items that are claiming to be now sustainable, to be green, to be ethical? Where is the proof that it's actually being transparent? And that is something that I want to really take away from all of this. Any documentary, whether it be about the environment or clothing or makeup, or absolutely anything, really be vigilant about what the person who is creating this documentary, what are they trying to tell you? What do they get out of you believing a certain way? And if somebody is trying to sell you a product, what are they really trying to sell you? Are they trying to sell you an idea, a hope, trying to play on what you ideally would like? Are they trying to play on your ethics, on your values? How are they trying to sell you something? And that's really just a big part of life in general. No matter where you go, somebody is always trying to sell you something. It's either a version of themselves, a job, a product, an emotion, a feeling, a relationship. Somebody is always trying to get you to buy into what they're doing. Whether it's a sport or a person who wants to get to know you, they are trying to put their best foot forward and we have to be able to take a step back and really look and evaluate at what they're saying and what is it that you can get out of it and what are they actually getting out of it by convincing you of one thing or another. This doesn't mean that everyone is trying to manipulate you or that everyone is trying to get something out of you. But be aware that every single time that somebody is trying to get you to buy a product, there is something in it for them as well. Maybe it's an influencer who's trying to get more views or likes. What are they getting out of it? And at the end of the day, if they are just trying to provide you information, what can we do with that information? And that leads me into the next lesson is... When we do hear about this new information, how are we going to approach it moving forward? Are we just going to hear something and ignore it and never think about it again? Are we going to become obsessed with it and change our lives to accommodate this new piece of information? Are we going to dig into learning more about it? Are we going to be offended and just leave it alone? And that's really the biggest thing is how do we now approach this information that somebody has presented us? Can we now move forward in a positive direction, in a positive understanding about ourselves? Can we learn more about ourselves? 
And if you listened to one of the episodes a few weeks ago, we talked about how to find the one and to really understand our relationship with ourselves. And now I really want to dig back into that and say, if somebody is trying to sell you something, they're trying to play off some kind of value that you have. Now, somebody may very quickly be able to try to sell you something and assume something of you, but Sometimes we can be sold on something because we don't really know ourselves and we really don't know where that product would even fall in line with our values and morals and esteem. So how can we be able to discern this is what I want, this is what I don't need, this is a product that's actually useful, this is a product that's actually harmful if we don't even understand what we perceive about ourselves. So if we dig in and do the work for ourselves and say, oh, well, I feel this way when something is presented to me, or I feel this way about this other thing, then we can really take the time to acknowledge and take a step back from whatever somebody is trying to sell us. Because if somebody's trying to go in on an insecurity that you have, or trying to do the work for you and sell you something that'll say, oh, this item is going to change your life. And to understand that any item that we bring into our lives, it's a tool and it is not the gateway into happiness or the best version of yourself. And now I say this with the understanding that food and clothing and other items that we buy can be necessities and they usually are. But at the end of the day, these are just tools that we need to nourish our bodies or to clothe our bodies or to do certain things. And we shouldn't be finding excess amount of value in them. We shouldn't have to turn to food or to clothing for comfort or for validation. And if somebody was to present something and say, hey, you know, this is now something that I've learned you might be interested in as well. If we understand that as like, oh, it's just new information and I get to choose whether it's actually effective or something that I can implement or not, then we can take a step back and not be offended all the time. A lot of the times we are offended if we aren't even sure ourselves and somebody's trying to say, oh, I know you better than you know yourself. And you get offended because to some extent there may even be some truth to that where you're like, oh, like actually I don't know where I stand on this and this person might be accurate or something along those lines. But if we knew and we did the work, if we were like, well, I actually do know kind of where my food comes from, what it means, who it's affecting and all that, or clothing or other things that we are interested in. And if we are finding validation in the item itself, we are missing the point of having those types of items in our lives. I understand that when I that when I buy certain items, that these are just tools for me to create that sort of happiness or entertainment for myself. And that's really how we should approach everything. If we're looking at food to provide this sort of comfort or value, or it's a validation to some extent, and we can't be objective and listen to someone when they say, this fishing industry is destroying so much of our planet, or animal agriculture is devastating our waters and our bodies, If we can't just take a step back and say, well, what do you have to say? What do you have to offer? And one of the biggest things that we can do for ourselves is to be able to listen to different perspectives, different information, and adjust accordingly. Sometimes we'll hear things that are completely left field, but it's important to hear those things as well so we can 
distinguish what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And we can only do that by having more inputs of information. So if you're not having enough information coming into your life, if you're not having enough information to be able to distinguish in certain aspects, whether it be with money or health or clothing or any of these other things, we don't get enough inputs and are able to distinguish what information is helpful and what isn't. We're just depending on one resource. We're not going to get a full picture and we're going to have a limited perspective on something that is very valuable. We all eat multiple times a day. We all wear clothing. We all buy items. We all do these things many times a day sometimes or throughout our lifetime. And we really do need to be aware of how that's affecting us. And so when we are presented with information, if we can not shut off this information, if we can actually take a step back and listen to it, we'll actually be able to project into the best versions of ourselves because we've already done a bit of the work. We're like, hey, I like this. I don't like this. And now you're just continuing to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And it really does matter in that capacity. So lesson number three really does have to, how can we get more information and where are the places where we can get this valuable information? And that is one that seems to be questioned a lot with this idea of fake news that exists all around us. How can we really know what is right and what is wrong? And it really leads into the value that is being provided to you through this information. What can we gain from learning about this. And if we're very unsure, because it seems that it's 50-50, how can we learn more about each of the perspectives that exist on both sides? And that's what Seaspiracy and what a lot of documentaries cannot only do. They can't, in an hour and a half, tell you every single perspective of every single industry within even one particular sector. We can't completely know how everybody feels about it within that sector. So whether you're watching a documentary or reading a book or watching a movie, a show, just know that whatever lessons you can take from that are valuable and important and you should take them with you. And whatever information you learn, it's not the complete truth. Even if it has some obscure titles like the complete truth or the complete set of whatever, there's always more perspectives to be learned and all perspectives really are limited. And the more perspectives we know, we can begin to make better decisions because we can imply what kind of consequences come out of those decisions. And the more we are able to do that, the more we're able to look at information and say, I'm not going to accept this at, at face value because I have this input from all these different resources saying, hey, maybe this could be right. Or, you know, if somebody tries to blanket statement something, you may have enough perspective if you've watched multiple documentaries, if you've read multiple books, if you've immersed yourself in trying to understand various perspectives, you can acknowledge that when somebody says something to you, there's something valuable in what they said, but to know that it's not the complete truth is also very important. We shouldn't ever be taking what anyone says to us as the full truth because there's always a part of them that is trying to get you to buy into what they're saying. Now, it's not a necessarily a bad thing that people do this. That's how we communicate and how we survive, is trying to have people be on your side. So even if somebody is 
completely telling the truth or trying to explain something to you without getting something out of it, there is still something to be said of taking everything with a grain of salt, with taking everything with the understanding that that's great that they presented this information, now I get to choose what I want to do with it. So it really comes down to us knowing our, ourselves first and then us looking at information that's coming to us and being like, all right, I'll look into this more because that's a very interesting thing that you're saying. And when we are able to do that, we can really then take information in all the time and really acknowledge it as valuable and valuable in the sense that it is adding something to you, but not that it's the entirety of anything. And we can only really do this when we start to really know ourselves, when we do the work with getting to know what we like, what we don't like, how we process information, how we deal with people, how do we deal with relationships. That's really what it comes down to. It's everything around us is a reflection of how we interpret the world around us. And every person that you have in your life is a reflection to, of you to some extent, and we need to be more willing to look at information when it arises and to deal with it appropriately, to not dismiss things, and to acknowledge what can you learn from this and to then move forward. And we can't keep going back into the past. Another big lesson from this is that we can't now suddenly go back a hundred years and all the fish will be reborn. All of the dead coral will be brought back to life. There's no way that we can do that. But towards the end of the documentary, there was a great deal of hope that if we change now, we can change for the better and we can change the story. And we can change the story, but it starts with a choice. And that choice can only begin by knowing information about the world around you, about what's going on, and continually seeking it out and knowing that when people present you information, it's not an attack on you because you know who you are and no random person, whether it be through a video or on the street, could tell you who you are because you've done the work to know who you are. So I hope you check out the documentary. Netflix has a great range of documentaries about the ocean and about other various topics that have to deal with climate change and the environment and documentaries about other aspects of life as well. So tune in next time and we're going to go back in time again and look at one of our childhood lessons that all of us should take with us and one that if we remembered more often, we would live in a world where we were more able to be present and at peace. And if we keep up this childlike wonder to be curious about the world, to understand that everything around us can offer us something, we'll live and create that world that we want to imagine. So tune in next time. But until then, I hope that you have an amazing day.